you're tuned into the Portkey Cast, a weekly Harry Potter podcast where we follow the books chapter by chapter. All right, everybody, welcome to the very first episode of the Portkey Cast. We are starting off with uh, book one, chapter one. Book one is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone if you're of the British or European reading uh, people, I guess. <laughs> um, my name is Jonathan and with me I have... I'm Alicia. And we will be your host for this podcast. Please bear with us as we get our pacing down and you know the structure of the podcast it will be evolving as we go this is a weekly podcast about harry potter and the books and we're going to go chapter by chapter and give you guys basically our reactions to each individual chapter the character development the the storyline um and everything like that we're just going to have a conversation about each chapter as we go and hopefully you all will join in on the chapters with us and you will read along and you will also interact with us on social media and and so on and so forth you the good thing about our podcast is that you know what's coming next it's easy to catch up it's easy to to pick up you don't have to have too much of a backstory if you know the story um you just know what chapter we're on and you know what we're talking about uh to preference alicia and i have both read harry potter all the books multiple times um and seen the movies multiple times so we might jump around a little bit uh we'll do our best not to if we do we will bring it back in but like i said we're just gonna let the podcast uh go where it goes let the the conversation be what it is um the very first chapter is called the boy who lives which is also the title of this episode so right in the beginning of this chapter we really see um the Dursleys we get we get introduced to the Dursleys and we learn a, a little bit about them they don't they, they go into a lot of detail but more uh of a physical description of them not so much of a of a, a personality description you you learn more about the Dursleys right before uh I would say I guess it would be chapter four when Harry finds out he's a wizard yes so right from the start they make sure to tell you that uh Mr. Dursley is fat and he has a fat neck and I always thought that was really funny, especially from the first time I read it. Um, I was like, wow, I mean, who, who, who says that? Fat neck, you know? Like, that's really a weird trait to uh, to emphasize on. But we got to remember, these books she are also written in the 90s. She does a really good job with descriptions, though. She does. She does. She's it's easy to picture everyone. Very much so. You could tell, like, right when, right when the way that she words it, um, he said, I think it was that she said he has a neck two times bigger than... Uh, Everyone, like normal people or something and, yeah. that, and that Mrs. Dursley twice the normal amount of, of yeah, neck of yes. leaf yes because she's always craning her neck to see what the neighbors are doing and stuff. so right away you know that Mr. Dursley's fat Mrs. Dursley's skinny it's one of those couples and uh, and she's a gossiper and she's nosy and jealous exactly and um, one of the other things that they always talk about is that the Dursleys are bigots I guess you know, you would say um, when it comes to the wizarding world, which I think is weird that that they don't want people to know about, um, like they don't want their neighbors or anything like that to know that they that they're related to um, to wizards. When the only when if I went to my neighbor, I said, "Oh, my sister-in-law is a wizard," they'd be like, "Okay." Well, I think that the problem there would be that since people don't know that wizards are real, they would probably think that they were. You know, on some 
other stuff. I mean, but the <laughs> only people, so so the only time I feel like you get a reaction from that is if either A, like a real re- a realistic reaction reaction is A, they themselves are wizards. They're like, oh, I'm a wizard too. And then the Jersey would definitely not be happy about that because they don't like wizards. Or B, they're re- the, the people that they're telling them to are related to wizards. Like, oh, my kid's a wizard or my friend's son is a wizard or something like that. Um, so then they would be able to relate to them and I feel like it'd be better for them to have that uh, relatability as opposed to just ostracizing ostracizing themselves like they do. I don't know. I feel like that they made it a point in the books that they like lived in separate communities. So most people just honestly have no idea. So if someone, if your next neighbor came over here and told you that their cousins lived on mars then you'd be like all right buddy that's <laughs> well with sure. elon musk and all that stuff that's not too far and that's <laughs> <laughs> but like i can see what you're saying especially when the time this, this book was released what was it released like 2000 was the first one earlier than 90 that. 98 maybe 98 99 i believe yeah so yeah. i mean definitely back then that kind of this the the world was a much different place back then too on top of it all when it came to like social economical standpoints and everything like that so it, it was okay to call people fat and it was okay to people just didn't get their feelings hurt as much i feel like and i think well, that if that came out now it'd be a tr- it would be a complete mess which I think that that's good for for JK because she she really to paint the picture that she wanted to paint you had to be a little politically incorrect to to make it work as opposed to which she's very um, if you follow her on Twitter or any of her her you know her interactions with the general public you can tell she's very much a caring person and and wants people to know that uh, she doesn't like inequality or anything like that but I do like that she did touch on those things because there is a lot of that that type of stuff happening um, you know in in, the, in her world in the in the Harry Potter world um, between you know the, the, the classism of of the wizards and and everything like that but we will definitely get to that later <laughs> that is not something that um, is going to be talked about in this first chapter Um you know, we get introduced to them that he works for a drill company, Grummings, and I don't know if they, what kind of drills they make. I just know they make drills. I don't know why when I was younger, I always thought that he had something to do with cars. I don't, I have no idea. I think because later in the series, they're talking about making a big sale, and I just, in my head, I was 10, I was thinking about him, like, selling cars. So when I realized older that it was drills, it was... I think in one of the books... uh, he does get a new car and he makes a big deal about it. Maybe that's why. But I always, until I like reread the books later in life, I was like, wait, I thought he was a car salesman. Drills, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think realize that- there was a big sales uh, market for drills, I guess. I mean, that's true too. Uh, it, it's just a weird thing to be... Uh, I mean, I get, everyone has to have a job and everybody's job is important to them because it's how they feed their family and everything like that. Um and it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, like when you meet somebody, you're like, oh, what do you do for a living? They're like, oh, I'm a teacher. Oh, that's cool. You know, whatever. I mean, how many drill salesmen have you ever met in your life? Zero. Other than at yeah. Lowe's or Home Maybe Depot that's or something. Maybe a bigger thing in England that we just don't know about. If we get any English uh, listeners, please let us know if that's a big deal because we don't know. We live in the States. Um, I've never met anyone who sells drills and I, it was hard to relate to because I... Like I said, I made yeah. up that he was a car salesman. So yeah, that's definitely one of those weird things that, that uh, a cultural difference, or it could just be a situation where she's like, what's a weird job 
that yeah, that true. he would probably have. And it, uh, oh, a drill salesman. He'll be an easy market to get into because he's obviously has no personality other than angry. Yeah, he's <laughs> always he's always mad. Uh, we get introduced to Dudley, who is uh, Harry's cousin, the Dursley's son. Uh, he is also fat, and he is a brat. Uh, one of the terms later on in the in the chapter, they said well, one of the, the the sayings that she said was that uh, McGonagall saw saw uh, Dudley kicking his mom down the street yelling about candy because he didn't get candy or something like that. I think those are the exact words, kicking his mom down the street. So not sweets. Because he didn't get sweets, yes. yes. Um, so it's like, I, I just imagine some fat little kid kicking his tall, skinny <laughs> mom. Because <laughs> she's so good about, about like, like you said, Alicia. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just really funny how, how right away I'm like, I just see some fat, dumpy kid kicking his long-necked mom down the street. <laughs> you know what's the other funny thing about her descriptions? I guess since I was so young when I first read them, I always, I pictured them as cartoon characters. So, like, the casting wasn't as big of a deal to me because I, especially, like, the long, skinny neck, like, I legitimately pictured a, a cartoon character with a long, skinny neck. Mm-hmm. And Like like uh, Popeye's wife. Yeah. Olive. <laughs> <laughs> Olive oil. So, yeah, that's definitely, um, definitely a funny... I mean, I don't, I, I can't remember what I thought of when I first read the books. So I'm going on everything now, like as I listen to it now. So we're we're listening to them because we are adults and reading is hard and takes time, and we don't have that kind of time anymore. And our, our, and we gotta take notes and stuff. So we're listening to them. One of the things I noticed that the, in the in the audio version is that they don't say uh, Voldemort. They, they say, say Voldemort. Voldemort. And, and the I guy, always thought it was Voldemort. Do they not say that in the movies? In the movie, they say Voldemort. Okay. That's what um, I thought. But in the in the book reading, um, he definitely says Voldemort. And, and he does. I've, I've listened to the series, listened to the series maybe at least two two or three times now. And he does throughout the whole series say Voldemort. So I, I kind of feel like we have to make sure to say it that way. Because he is British and this is a British book. Yeah, I've never listened to the audiobooks, so that was a surprise for me when we just listened to it. Um, the guy who the guy who who narrates it, um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He does a very good job. He he has a great great speaking voice. Um, his accent isn't too heavy that you can't understand what he's say, saying, and he, uh, you know, he he his pacing is really good. Like the, and his. The, and what's great about the audiobook too is that they do change the voices up. I don't know if it's him changing up the voice. His name's Jim Dale. Jim Dale. Um, I don't know if it's him changing up his voice or if they have multiple voice actors. They don't ever credit, from what I can remember, them credit any other voice, voice actors. So if it's him changing up his voice per character, he does a great job. Um, you know, he makes McGonagall shrill and frail yeah, I sounding. The same person. I think he's just good at it. Yeah, he's. It's very good. He does a very good job. Um, so a couple of the other things that we ran into when it came to listening to it was, um, I feel like uh, we're going to jump off the Dursleys for a minute. They d- they definitely didn't, what I would like to say last about the Dursleys before we move on is that they definitely didn't like anything that was out of the out of their norm. I don't want to even say the norm, whatever they thought was normal. If it didn't, um, you know, they they saw wizards in, the, in their world and he tried to, you know, make it seem like they were canners i mean they didn't even like like dreams and stuff like anything that was semi creative or imaginative they had very like straightforward 
basic personalities. Yes, very much so. And 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 if you didn't fall into their their what they felt was the norm, then that was you know not at all what they wanted. Um, so jumping into some of the going into the wizarding world now, I always thought the word muggle was funny when I first read it. Yeah, I think that I laughed because I was like, what a ridiculous word to come up with. Right? Like, and it's supposed to be like, I don't know if it's supposed to be derogatory towards non-magical people or if it's just, you know, the, the slang term for it. When I first was reading it, I thought it was supposed to be because there's somewhere in one of the books that they like say it. Oh, Hagrid in one of the other chapters, he says it like a great muggle like you. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, I definitely feel like it's the Wizarding World's version of, you know, saying. Um, but at the same time, like they refer to them normally like that too. So I don't know if it was just the way he said it in like a. Well, I could also look at it from a from a situation where like, um, you know, when we get to when we look back at our own uh, use of linguistics and words and stuff, where we used to, you know, just refer to you know black people as n word and white people as crackers and Hispanics as spicks and everything like that. I personally am Hispanic, so I can say that, and I'm half white, <laughs> so I can say that as well. Uh, I apologize if I offend anyone. I am not meaning to. Um, but you know, we we use those terms really loosely for such a long time. So maybe it's the same thing in the um, in the wizarding world where they don't interact with non-magical people that often and so to them just calling them that doesn't offend them because they don't know any better they don't know what that term means to them and we really don't know what it means anything past non-magical people but non-magical people don't know either because they don't really know that wizards exist so like is it really offensive to anyone would it be offensive if that came a thing exactly i don't know (laughs) i wish jk was here to tell us jk if you're listening please tell us right in right (laughs) (laughs) um it's the Portkey cast on all social media. Please feel <laughs> free to follow us and uh, and you know lend your own ear into into our questions. Um, but yeah, so maybe it's just a situation where they don't nobody uses it in an offensive manner because there's no one to offend by it. Yeah, because they, I mean, if someone called you a random word walking down the street, you would just be like. So if they call a muggle a muggle in front of someone they don't know about wizards, they don't even know what that means. So you're just kind of like. I think actually they touch on that in the first book. He said uh, that the old guy calls him a muggle and he doesn't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And he does. You're right. He did. He did in the very first chapter and he mm-hmm. didn't know what it meant. He's like, even a muggle like yourself should be, should be celebrating. And he was like, muggle, what a funny word. Yeah. Which we all agree on. It's a very <laughs> funny word to, to yeah. classify so non-magical no idea, people. And he's also like related to people who do use that word so he has no idea well because he's you know he's uh, ostracized himself yeah. so much from the wizarding world that he that they definitely would have no idea what that word means yeah um to jump really quick into fantastic beasts and where to find them they call non-magical people non-madge no badge no badge yeah. no uh which makes more sense and and to be honest i think she um she might have uh consulted some american people. yeah i think that that the term nomage is supposed to be strictly like an American slang term for it. It does sound like something that we would yeah. say too. Like if you're, oh, you don't use magic, you're a nomad. Because people in uh, Europe definitely have a different slang than us and it usually sounds. They're much better with words yeah. than we are. That's that's definitely for sure. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to touch on muggles really quick because I thought it was funny. Um, if you agree, but you know, please just let us know. 
Um, one of the other things that they talked about was, so when they introduced Dumbledore, they introduced him as a tall, you know, man with a long beard. And, you know, we all have our own, you know, um, ideas of Dumbledore, what he looks like. And for a long time, I, I had the, I, I had some, I had like a, a version of him that was kind of like, um, like Santa Claus looking, but not as fat. Okay. In my in my mind, again, going back to the cartoon thing, the long skinny nose brought me back to cartoons again because I mm-hmm. couldn't imagine what she meant by long skinny nose other than a cartoon. So that just fed into the cartoon thing more. Yeah, I was also ten. So well, now when I when I listen to the books and I read the books and I and I imagine it, I don't imagine Dumbledore from the movies because there was two different uh, actors who played him, and I like the first actor better than the second actor. I'm sorry, and I can't think of their names right now. But when we do touch on the movies. Which we will at the end of at the end of each book. What we're going to do is sorry, like one you know, named like Richard Harris, maybe. I think so. Um, at the end of each book, we're going to watch the movie that coincides with it, and we're going to have a podcast about the movie, just so you all know. Um, but once I saw um, the Potter Pals, so after <laughs> I saw that uh, that YouTube video, whenever I see. In my mind, I see Dumbledore. I, I, I envision the puppet. You know, I envision all the other characters. You know, Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter, and Emma Watson is is Hermione. And then here comes Finger Puppet, <laughs> Dumbledore. Okay, not gonna lie, I'm pretty mad at you right now because you don't watch anything that's not strictly J.K. Rowling. But I told you to watch uh, a very Potter musical. You yelled at me. Well, I saw Potter Pals a long time ago, and it's just stuck with me ever since then. <laughs> I do not like to watch non-JK sanctioned uh, things because she doesn't get to give her stamp of approval on it. Okay, a very Potter, mu- Potter musical is really good, though. And I'm, now people are going to defend me. That's fine. They can defend you all they want, um, and you can tell me and that And it's supposed I'm- to be humorous. It's not supposed to be like you know what she said it's supposed to be funny <laughs> i understand that and maybe one day i'll give it and watch it but right now i don't want my 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 vision of harry potter tainted you you need to <laughs> it's so good it's so funny um one of the other things is they noticed uh they introduced you know mcgonagall and one of the one of the things that they said was uh a cat reading a map and i never thought anything of it until i heard them say it in the um in the audiobook format and the way he says it is really funny to me i don't know it's just really random it was like and a cat reading a map and i was just like <clears throat> i don't know that was just one of those dumb things i picked up on but you you get into some mcgonagall where she's a uh she's a very powerful wizard as we find out much later like you know you really don't see how powerful these wizards are until way later in the in the series well that's one thing i noticed in the audiobook is how far they go out of the way to not like reveal their magical powers really mm-hmm. they like go out of the way to like name things other things and like i don't know just make it seem like they don't really know what's going on with the magic stuff yeah because i think that you know like we've already touched on it this is she's so good at, at descriptive writing that i think that she wants to make sure that as the story develops you you get developed with these characters as well. Yes. Also, you don't know too far in advance because then you're going to be really lost, especially with words like uh, when we're talking about the putter router. Yes. Because if you called it a deluminator from the start. People would be like, what? Yeah. But what is that? Well, putter router was a simple word to understand, especially since it was more geared towards kids. Yeah. And I think one of the things you told me when we first listened to it was you um, you made a point. You're talking about the, the perception from that from that moment you know like maybe it was they didn't have a name for it yet or anything like that yeah 
I guess we'll find out more. You said you saw it in the trailer, maybe of Fantastic Beasts Two. Yeah, it's in the it's in the trailer so, of Fantastic Beasts Two. So I would I would love to see you know if they talk on that. Maybe at all. They we know Ron ends up with it in the end. Yes. Um, and he it, it helps him a lot. If it wasn't for the for the put her out or then uh <laughs> it sounds like a girl that you know i'm, just, I'm not gonna go there um <laughs> if it wasn't for the for the d illuminator then you know for all of you who have read it and know then the who knows where the story would have ended up um without yeah, that but maybe we'll learn in fantastic beast 2 whether it already had that name or if it didn't have the name and they just came up with it later because if they have it in mm. that movie then they'll have to refer to it as something eventually mm-hmm. at one point you would think i would hope so i mean they, he might just use it and jk just expects us all to know what it is too <laughs> i mean at this point we kind of all do yeah so uh mcgonagall is a um an animaji and which they don't even say that yet but so there's very few of them in the in the in the world as well um there are five four that that are unregistered the four that three four four yeah, four. It's, it's four. There's four that are unregistered. Uh, we'll get on that much later. Um, like we probably won't touch on that until book four, three, three. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So an animagi is someone is a wizard that can that can also turn into an animal, and they have to be registered with the Ministry of Magic, so they can't just turn into that animal and disappear uh, from the world. So she is a cat, and she reads maps, um, and gets caught by. The Dumbledore. No, Dursley. Oh, she does. She, yeah, yeah. By Father Dursley, as I'm going to call him. Yeah. She she gets caught reading the map and reading the sign. Yes. Right. And he tries to, to, tries to you know, shake it off. And, and he's like... Which, um, have you ever thought about that? Really? Like, was she like holding the map her in her paws? Or was it like down... On the ground? I never thought about that until we were just talking about it. When you said that he said it funny. But he... She had to have been like holding it in some way, which would have obviously been a little weirder too yeah and the, and he says that the map you know when he looks he looks away and he looks and back and the map is gone so maybe maybe it was floating in front of her you maybe. know you know she and is a trans um transfigurations teacher so maybe yeah. she turned it into something else um i don't know uh that's definitely something that they left to our imagination which i do love that about about her writing is that she she tells you something but sometimes as descriptive as descriptive as she is she does leave a lot of things out sometimes to let your imagination run wild which is which i feel like a good book does you know and i felt like in that situation like we're having this conversation about it you know what did you see when you heard that um when you heard that did you see it on the ground did you see it floating did you see i it think that i thought that it was on the ground or maybe i never really thought about it when i was a kid because it was just like a minor detail to me but I feel like I had to have thought it was on the ground because I would have thought it was really weird to think about like holding it in its paws. I definitely would have remembered that. I definitely feel like it would have been on the ground too from a cat standpoint. Cat just looking down at the ground and he's like, is that cat reading a map? And then, you know, yeah, looks but back and the then how gone. does he really, how is he really sure that it was a map? I guess that's why he looks back because. Yeah. Is that a map? What is that? Yeah. But then he sees her looking at the. Looking at the sign. I understood a little more because cat's look at things all the well, time he, it's funny because he said he goes uh he said he was reading the sign yeah and he goes oh wait no looking because yes. cats can't read well but he it doesn't sh- know that that's yeah. professor mcgonagall and professor mcgonagall is the transfigurations teacher and um and he and she you know is the head of gryffindor as well 
um, which we'll get into in later chapters. We'll talk. We'll probably go into much depth about the the houses and you know their founders and who they are and everything like that. Um, so yeah, so she's the transfiguration teacher and she teaches Harry um, all six years he's there because he doesn't go his seventh year. Mm-hmm. I think they have to take transfiguration out throughout the whole time, don't they? I believe so. I don't. You know, they never really get into no, too get much into, into it. They get into like the ones that they choose to take after mm-hmm. after um, their owls. Yeah, their OWLs. But they don't really specify other than like potions because he had issues with the potions OWL to begin with. He wasn't going to be able to be in it, and then mm-hmm. that whole thing. Um, I'm assuming that he took Transfiguration his sixth year. It seems like they did. It seems like she was always a, um, a vital character in Well, she's in the also books. the head of his house. That's true, too. So. She's the head of his house. Um, so then we get introduced to... Um, so then they talk about who is... Uh, so they talk about the, the, the going-ons that happened, which um, throughout the whole first chapter, they talk about... Um, they talk about how something was happening and the and the and the wizards were were overjoyous and happy and um about something that happened i you know and they 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 really don't get into it too much right in the beginning about what happened but they're talking about uh shooting stars and the owls are acting weird and and they're referring to what they, they don't touch on that till later either but they're referring to the fact that the owls is what what delivers the mail in the wizarding world and uh so the owls are a lot of owl activity during the day and stuff like that because people are like, you know, they're sending letters to their loved ones. Oh my God, Voldemort's dead. And and did you hear what happened? It was the Potters. And that's when Dursley hears that name. And he's like, what the fuck? All right. So what I thought was so funny about this part going away from the whole Potters thing was um, the fact that he was so stunned to see people dressed up in cloaks and he couldn't figure out what it could, could have been for. In my head, it's the day after Halloween. So I don't understand why he's so like thrown by that. I don't. But I do they do they do they say that? Do they say it's the day after Halloween? I mean, we no, know that. But we know that. But like, wouldn't he, but he would obviously know that because he. But they don't touch on that in the book. So the, so even the readers don't know that. We learn that stuff much yeah, we later learn it on. Later, but I just feel like it's it was weird for him to be like surprised, knowing now that it's the day after Halloween. Yeah. Wouldn't you just be like, oh, they're obviously trick or treating or something? They're doing something. Is Halloween, Halloween big in? in um British world? well in later in the books it goes into detail that there were trick-or-treaters and okay. Voldemort ran into a couple of them okay so i know Man, that they probably they, thought his costume was amazing <laughs> i'm sure they did look at that no, guy <laughs> i think that they got like scared of him because he was that terrifying looking i'm pretty sure that i remember that was a chapter in the book that they like mm, i'm excited to get to that point yeah i think that's like way down the line like the seventh book okay. or maybe yeah. uh yeah, I don't remember when it was, but it was way down the line. So we'll get there eventually. But I'm pretty sure that, I don't know, just to me, knowing what I know now, that it's weird that he is so shocked by that. Um, yeah, I can agree with that, especially if they knew, if if he, obviously he knew. Um, I probably wouldn't have thought anything of it. I would just be like, oh, these people are obviously going to a Halloween party a day late. Uh, maybe it fell on a weird day of the week. Yeah, I think that that would make sense, especially, uh, you know, because in the world, they would know. Maybe we don't know, but they would definitely know yeah, that it's the know. day after Halloween. Yeah. Um, wow, I didn't even realize that until, yeah. until so I had this, this conversation. Be, unless it was like, 
No, they make like it a, seem like it's the next day, right? Yeah. It's the yeah, ne- it's the next day. It's the next day. So they would know it was Halloween. And in my mind, I would be like, oh, they're obviously, you know, they someone has having a Halloween party and this group decided to all dress up the same thing. That's that was yeah. as far as I would take it in my mind. Well, he does make a point to uh, to talk about the old guy that hugged him and called him a, uh, mm-hmm. a muggle. A muggle. And he was like, he what, was- the, what the fuck? well i mean to be honest like if you're if you're a closed-minded person and some old guy dressed in emerald green cloak comes up and hugs you and say even you muggles should rejoice on a day like this wouldn't you be like what the fuck yeah if someone called me a muggle and i wasn't aware i'd be like he just made up that word he's definitely on something well especially in the world we live in like you know we we both know a lot of uh, drug heads so that would definitely make sense <laughs> that sounds good <laughs> um we'll we'll use we'll use we'll say it's like that we live um, in a in a decent sized city yes so we know what that looks like yes yes and i grew up in a very large city so i definitely and i mean you did too i lived, grew up outside of philly yeah so yeah i grew up in miami so we definitely uh we, <laughs> we know definitely what that looks like. <laughs> what it's like um one of the other things like when they touch on uh, so mcgonagall and dumbledore are talking and dumbledore Makes it a point to say that McGonagall is not a very good cat, and that's the that's the cat that's the that's the animal that she chose to be. She chose to be a cat. Yeah. How do you think? I mean, I guess she could just be a cat lady, but uh, I don't know. I, I think like her. I think her animal too that she has because you know every we learn this later, but like I said, we're gonna jump around. Every wizard when they go to school, they have to get an animal, and it's a toad, an owl, a cat, or a rat. I believe is the is the animals you can choose from. I don't from. think that a rat is on there, but Ron has brings a rat. a rat. Yes, and we're, I'm gonna touch on that in a second. Actually, it's on one of my notes. Um, That's another thing. Uh, well, no, I mean later in the in the series, he goes and tries to get his rat taken care of, um, and in Prisoner of Azkaban. Rat and, tonic, yes. Yeah, and get the rat tonic and stuff, and they had a bunch of yeah, rats. Yeah, but I don't. I don't remember that it was part of the list. Mm. We'll find out because that's definitely in like five chapters. We'll, we'll definitely find out. Come back. And I have something to say about the last movie. Yeah. He has a <laughs> ferret in the last movie. <laughs> that's definitely not kosher. No, I don't, remember, cool. I don't remember there being a ferret. There is in the, the cage. Animal. Next time you watch, you're going to see it. But There's I don't remember that being cage. a lit. No, it's list. not on the okay, list. Okay, okay, definitely okay, not. Okay. That's why we're going back to the rat thing and we're not sure if it's on the list. The ferret's definitely not on the list. Okay. So, um, so I think McGonagall just got a cat because later even Hermione gets a cat mm-hmm. and uh, and her, and McGonagall just gets a cat and that's her animal so she just chose maybe that maybe that's what do you think that he, she was like deeply connected to the cat maybe that's how it look as long as she's not as connected to cats as some characters that we yeah. get introduced to <laughs> later on I'm okay with it <laughs> not that connected yeah um, but like maybe she just decided that she really wanted to be yeah, maybe cat. she had a, a nice i'm actually more interested in do they pick their markings because mm. her markings are the shape of her glasses do right. they, does she and they have to have a marking that like shows it's distinguishable that, yes that they know that it's that person when they register so i would assume so does she pick her glasses the mark or do they like say this is it i would assume that because they're the ones who have to go through the training and they're the ones who have to mm-hmm. learn like the, the the skill of becoming an animaji what if you do out a different style the, of glasses eventually yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we know hair they, they must not have a lot of glasses options because yeah, Harry wears the same glasses round glasses the entire i mean but you know they are stuck in the past a little bit so we're just gonna presume that harry I mean, didn't have many options this was supposed to take place around what 96 
no this was earlier in 96 this was like when when did this happen see I, okay here's one of the other things i'm i'm always unsure of the timeline so we might take a minute to look things up and stuff harry like that. potter was supposed to be born in 81 no 89 I think. 89 okay well we're gonna take a second we're gonna look it up so harry potter was born in the 80s uh so this whole event would have happened he was a baby how old was he when he died I mean, when his parents died, did they ever... About a little over one? Yeah, somewhere around that age. So, so maybe that was a style of glasses then. Maybe there wasn't... I was born in 88, so I don't know uh, that maybe I, that I was the style. I didn't wearing glasses until the 90s, so I wouldn't know either. Um, and and he did live with the Dursleys that had no money for him. They had plenty of money for, for Dudley, but no money for him. So maybe they just... You would think as soon as he got that money, though, the first thing that would go were those glasses yeah, and, when he finds and the raggedy out clothes. Rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will touch a little bit more on the Potters. We've done... I've done some re- research on the Potters. I'll do a little more before we get into there. Um, but he, he was a rich little boy. Yeah. Let's just put he it that money. way. Um, he was doing fine. He bought candy for <laughs> it. And I, I guess that makes sense for an 11-year-old. But yeah, so um, McGonagall was a bad cat, according to uh, according to, to to Dumbledore. And then, um, so then we get introduced to Hagrid. And Hagrid's an interesting character. Um, Hagrid kind of becomes Harry's spirit guide throughout the whole, the whole series. Um, he has a, a huge, you know, place in his heart for the Potters. I think it's more from a situation where uh, we found out later on that, you know, Hagrid's mom left them and him and his dad and he was raised by his dad and then his dad died so i guess he felt really felt and you know all he had was the wizarding world and i think he felt that you know that connection with harry that same way yeah that uh, he had no parents either and he knows how it feels to you know mm-hmm. have to go and, through it alone and harry kind of gets outcasted right from the start he does have his core friends but and hagrid's he, definitely outcasted and hagrid's definitely outcasted and one of the things that that happens is um dumbledore says well i have had grid coming with Harry and uh, McGonagall's like, do you trust him? And we find out later on that Hagrid gets kicked out of Hogwarts. And, you know, we're not going to talk about it now, but... But I we f- see more of where she's coming from with the do you trust him because mm-hmm. he kind of is known to not not be trustworthy, but just kind of slip up sometimes. Yeah, he's very flaky. Um, like, he, like uh, let me just put it like I don't this. Like the word flaky. I would trust <laughs> I would trust Hagrid with my life, but I wouldn't trust him with my secrets. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like he just uh, he slips up a lot. He makes mistakes because he, you know, he's, he's out there being Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would say, like, you know, if I was getting into a fight, I would want Hagrid on my side, a hundred percent. But I wouldn't. He's give very him. loyal, but he's kind of goofy. Yes, he's a great he's a great character though, because uh, I wouldn't even consider him comic relief, but he does give you a few chuckles here and there. Yeah, and he's just a great, like I said, a spirit guide for Hagrid for uh, Harry through his journey into the wizarding world because he definitely needs someone who understands what he's going through they definitely do a good job of not making him seem like the scary giant like they talk about how he's very loving from the start and you know his love for animals and Mm -hmm. they kind of make it clear that the whole thing that happens later down the line is is an out of character yeah it's not it's not at all part of who he is yeah um and then so here he comes up on a flying motorcycle and it turns out he said he borrows it from Sirius Black and then he was going to go return it to him. So what we know there. There's so many things I want to talk about in later <laughs> because so, I had no idea. Right. We, Even we, when it like they first introduced him in the later books, I did not remember that. And then like, I, I guess they like talk about it, about the motorcycle again. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that connection. And that's how crazy JK is. She just bounces she's back and thinking, forth. Yeah, yeah, she's thinking way ahead. Um, so Sirius is Harry's godfather. 
and um we don't know that we don't know that yet but we're telling you we're telling you that but so here's my thing though okay so going on that situation uh we know that sirius is harry's godfather so and sirius is in the order of phoenix Mm -hmm. uh which again like i said we're going to jump around a lot um why wouldn't dumbledore give him to give him to sirius because at this point nothing's happened with sirius yet the reason that we know of well the reasoning is it goes back to the bloodline thing of protecting harry in the house Sirius isn't his blood, technically. So he's living with Petunia because his mother's blood is in her veins. So he's protected through that. That's what I always got from it. That makes sense. Because they say that, they said that basically it was a safe house because of her. Yeah. Like he Um, couldn't fight. And it wouldn't break until he was. 18. 17. 17. Yeah. When he became an adult, which is an adult in the wizard world. In America, that is not an adult. And so please don't think that you're an adult at 17 because you're, you're not. You're definitely not. You're no. barely an adult when you're 21. in your 20s. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he uh, he's safe in his, uh, if Voldemort ever comes back at the time, we don't know. They don't really know what happened yet. They don't understand. Um, so what happened was Voldemort uh, was a dark wizard. We never even touched on this. Voldemort was a dark wizard who um, who is hell-bent on taking over the wizarding world, or the whole world, probably. And he wanted to... Um, he was a half... a half-blood. And he uh, his mother was uh, in a long lineage of wizards. Uh, and his father was a muggle. And so he resented his father because his father let his, his mother, mother yeah and he let his mother you know basically die and while his father had tons of money and was a very wealthy muggle well that kind of goes into a story later as well because it's kind of you can't blame his dad when you kind of learn the whole story no of course not i yeah. mean i do yeah. a little bit because it's it's still your, your child and stuff but, at the same but she he basically wasn't. like she basically like drugged him if yes. you would take it down you was like a date rape pretty yes, much yes <laughs> um so he um so he had a lot of resentment for his muggle father so he didn't want anyone to know that because where his bloodline is which i'm not gonna even talk about yet uh his bloodline is very is very ancient and he and he uh and he took very a lot of pride in that which so he wanted to eradicate all non-pure blood wizards and he wanted and he wanted to eradicate any pure blood wizards that got in his way which regardless is still ironic because you're not pure blood yourself. Yes, he himself is not a pure blood, which kind of this is one of the the funny things about it is I always looked at at Voldemort like Hitler and I'm not going to go too far into into Nazis and stuff like that, but Hitler himself didn't like Jews yet he was half Jewish. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of those like it was one of those hatred inside yeah, your that's the, the hatred the part of yourself. Of you, yes. Yeah. That's part of you that you hate. Yeah, and he really uh, he was really hell-bent on eradicating anyone and so he got a um a premonition um that the wizard that was going to be able to defeat him was born on this day and blah 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 and stuff like that so he went to he was born in the end of july that's all it was yeah. it wasn't the specific day. day yeah so there was there was a there was another wizard which we won't even talk about yet that is also fits that description but he chooses harry and the potters and so he goes and attacks them and kills his parents and his mother and his father and everything like that and uh and harry survives though he he uses the killing curse that is unblockable and unstoppable and 
but Harry survives. He's the boy who lives. And everyone's excited and happy and Voldemort's gone and Voldemort's gone, not killing everyone, so they're all trying to have parties. Yeah. I still don't understand what the shooting stars I think it might have been um just you know you know how like you shoot sparks off your Yeah, wand. you just fuching in the air, you yeah. know? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't. <laughs> I can't think of a. Of what, I don't think they ever say a spell that does that. But yeah. Uh, yes, they sparks. do. Uh, um. In. Uh, in in the goblet of fire, fire yeah. they say one. Uh. Well, when we get there, I'll I'll make sure they to send remember. up sparks. Yeah. To, yeah. So I'm sure that's what it is. They're just excited. They're like, "Yay, he's dead!" You know, and they're setting them up in the air can't and. Handle that. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, they're just excited that he's that he's gone and they can live their lives again because they lived in fear, like like just mortal fear. And, and and us nowadays, you know, especially in the States, you know, we I know myself personally, I don't know what that's like um, to live my life in fear. And I'm I'm sure, you know, like I said, if we go back to Nazi Germany days, you know, there were people who lived their lives in fear for just being who they were. Mm-hmm. And that's what it. And even nowadays, there's people that live their lives in fear for being who they were. And I think that's something that J.K. wanted to touch on very lightly um, throughout the series. She's very adamant about all of it now still. Like yes. It was part of the lessons of her book. Was it? So there are, there, there are people living their lives in fear for being who they are. And that should never happen. You should be able to be who you are and be proud of who you are without worry of somebody, you know, going to hurt you because of that. And I think that that I, I'm hoping that a lot of people saw that lesson in the books. I'm sure they did. But um, and I hope that that's one of those things that, you know, comes across as we go through this. Uh, through these series that yeah they they touch on it a lot and not in like obvious ways but like ways that you should have picked up if you're paying attention if you are a person who thinks about stuff like that at all yeah so um so Voldemort is dead uh or is dead I'm using quotations um eventually we're gonna do we're gonna live stream these uh but right now we're just you know getting off the ground once we get some some follower base and we'll start seeing how live streaming goes and everything like that um but but yeah so Voldemort's dead and Harry is alive and he's the only person known to man to survive the killing curse and everyone's wondering exactly how powerful this wizard is and they say uh this day will probably be known as Harry Potter day but it's never in the in the books mentioned as that no I mean they kind of in the last book they do a lot of work to like make it seem like Harry's not as popular as he is in front of his kids. Mm-hmm. They like they say, "Oh no, he's looking at me." Yeah. Um. So maybe that was something that they were like, "No, we're not going to do that because Harry doesn't want that." Yeah. I mean, in the Muggle world, like actually, people refer to it as that. Yes, I mean we we call it that, <laughs> but <laughs> but in the in the definitely in the um, I'm sorry, I'm not a Muggle though. I'm I'm, I'm definitely um, we'll get into at the end of the at the end of this podcast. We'll talk about our we you know we've obviously done Pottermore and everything like that. We'll talk about our house sorting, our our wands, and our. Uh, Maybe we should bring that up when uh, we get to that chapter. No, we'll just let you know now. We'll let oh, you know okay. ahead of time. Um, we'll just really we'll just empty. introduce ourselves in the in the non uh, in the non Muggle world. We'll let you know about ourselves. But yeah, so they never really touch on that again. And then they talk about how um, you know McGonagall is not happy that they're leaving them with the uh, with the Dursleys because she's watched them all day and she was talking about how they're terrible people. And you know, um, 
You know, you gotta love Dumbledore in that though, because he's like, you know, they, he's I, very chill, and he's like, I wrote him a letter. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote him a letter. They're, he would, they'll give it to him yeah. when he's old enough, and he'll know he's everything. He's very like nonchalant about the entire thing. Like she's trying to get the rumors out of him, and he's like playing with candy and mm-hmm, <laughs> eating like, lemon drops. <laughs> <laughs> like that's one thing he's like. She's trying to get him to say it, and she has to like literally force it out of him, and he's just acting all like it's cool it's all good i wrote him a letter when he's old enough they'll give it to him and he'll and he'll know he'll He'll, know everything yeah he'll be good no that doesn't happen at all we don't know then that he has like plans for people to be watching over Mm -hmm. harry so he's he's very closely connected the entire time so yes but harry has no idea obviously and no one else has any so um we're gonna end it there or at least talking about the the chapter we'll go into a little bit about ourselves so you all get to know us in our harry potter lives okay so my house is slytherin and um i'm not upset by this because <laughs> because some great wizards have come out of slytherin and to be honest it doesn't surprise me i'm a to little kind of evil yeah i have the, <laughs> i have the the ability to be kind of a douche so um if they're gonna be douches they're definitely gonna be in slytherin my patronus i'm gonna save that for last because i'm a little embarrassed of it it's really random <laughs> my wand is ashwood with dragon heart string core dragon heart string core 14 inches and hard flexibility and my patronus is an aardvark <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be so mad when have i told you mine yes i already know yours <laughs> okay so my hogwarts house is gryffindor uh and everyone's going to think that's like the typical everyone gets that but every test that i've taken ever has said gryffindor so i actually am i'm not just one of those people who push it um my wand is cedar with a unicorn hair corn nine and three quarters in length unbending flexibility and my patronus is way cooler than jonathan's it's a white stallion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's funny that your that your your length is nine and three quarters, as we find yeah. out later in this book. That uh, you know, that's the platform that they have to, you know, get on to get through the to get yeah. to the Hogwarts Express. That's kind of a so basically, um, what we're going to be doing this podcast is every week we're going to go through and you know go through the next chapter and everything like that at the end of each book we're going to watch the movie and we're going to just talk about how the movie sways from the book or how what we liked about the movie you know just basic stuff like that then um we're going to take some field trips because alicia and i have been to uh the harry potter worlds and in universal studios many times but so we're going to do like you know portkey cast on the road and do and go to um universal studios and do you know, um, a walking tour of it. And I have, you know, recorders and stuff that can be used as we're taking a walking tour. And we're going to put that out there. And then, you know, we'll get into Fantastic Beasts once we're done with the, once we're done with the, with the Harry Potter series. And then once we're done with Fantastic Beasts, you know, we'll probably jump into some Pottermore stuff or just go into more details on certain things. We'll try too hard to not get into too much on like the Potters and their family history. We'll do a little bit of it, but, um, you know, when we get done with all the series, all the books, then we'll we'll start touching on things like that. But we have a lot of content to go through, so that won't be for a while. Yeah, a lot, especially <laughs> doing chapter by chapter. Yeah. Um, 
so basically that's what that's what we're gonna do to wrap up the podcast today uh you know follow us on all social media which is the port key cast on instagram twitter facebook um get in on the conversation you know the next ep- the next episode is going to be chapter two of the first book so you can read ahead um we try to record on thursday nights or fridays uh so the podcast is either ready to go friday or saturday we don't want to have a set day for you because you know life comes at you fast and we're both adults and we have have jobs jobs and things (laughs) to do um jonathan travels i do travel a lot for work um i'll be out of town pretty much two weeks in a row so we're going to try to do some some recording ahead of that and everything but you know you can get along in the conversation and that way we can take what your um critiques of the chapters are and everything like that or you can you can you know ask us questions and we can touch on those things we are not experts at all we're not literary scholars we are not harry potter experts we are just normal potterheads and we're hoping that the conversation that that alicia and i have the same conversations you and your friends have and we want to have those conversations with you um while alicia and i love talking to each other we definitely would like to talk to other people as well. <laughs> we butt heads a lot. It'll be exciting. <laughs> yes. Once we get to the points where we don't agree, you're going, really to, you're going to like that, which I'm sure in the next couple of chapters. That, We're both that would pretty overly hard headed. Yes. So very much so. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and that is the Port Key cast.